Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Jim Bennett. Oh, your, your microphone is not on there, Scott. Oh, boy. That's all right. Maybe that's because then the texter said, you oh. shouldn't have a voice. Oh, geez, these <laughs> texters. We, we, we hit a chord this last time out here. Uh, I'm going to read you some of the texts that are re- readable for a family show. We got a couple that are not. Uh, some guy in Vegas hates us. I see the 702 area code, and I think he, he said things that I'm not allowed to say on the air. But we did have somebody say, what a horrible show now, unlistenable. Oh, yes. So yes, we are unlistenable, yes. and we're very proud of it. Yeah. You guys need to wake up. Yes, it impacts Utah companies and others, but you can't have free trade when China is subsidizing everything so much. No one can compete. Pull your heads out. Oh, yes, yes. We pulled them out and uh, look at almost every business in the state of Utah from construction all the way down to gas. Uh, it's just uh, somebody needs to pull their head out. Yes, uh, for a number of other reasons. Uh, I'm not a Republican, but I'm in, I'm in much in favor of trade war. Too many presidents been play politics with China. They are very unfair with us. If you know anything about it, Mr. Bennett. <laughs> well, so. can I speak on your behalf? I've been to China. I've actually uh, spoken <laughs> not, so. in the Great Hall of the People. Oh, wow. I was invited to go over there and speak, and uh, two things they told me not to talk about was one, God, and the other was uh, about uh, the uh, economy, and uh, their form of government. I guess there was three. And guess what? I call, covered all three in the... Oh, good for you. Yes, yes. It good was for you, and you good. made it out alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, we the, mo- the most helpful text we got, uh, I assume, is, is identifying the location of Burl, Utah. It says it's minutes outside of Cedar City. Thank you. I knew exactly so where that you. was. thank you. We knew our listeners know what's going on. And my family's all going, what the heck? You da- drag us down to a ranch every year down there, and you can't remember and the name? you can't name? remember where... Well, that's all right. That's all right. Well, getting back into politics here, we have on the line the chairman of the United Utah Party, and uh, I worked with him when I ran for office, and I continue to do uh, work with the United Utah Party. But the United Utah Party uh, is sponsoring another ballot initiative, and this one is about term limits. And uh, I want to bring on the expert here. This is Richard Davis. Richard, are you there? I am here. How are you? We're doing just fine. Welcome to Inside Sources. This show is unlistenable, Richard, so <laughs> keep that in mind. Yes, I can I can see why I've just been listening for the past few minutes. <laughs> I was just going to say, what a talented, bright, one of the best professors in the political world, Richard Davis. But <laughs> I can't believe that I have, I have two of my good friends on at the same time. Well, that's why we wanted to have you on. It's a party. Uh, it's the United Utah Party. How's that? <laughs> Well, thank you for inviting me. Well, Richard, can you give us an overview of what the ballot initiative is, why it's needed, and what it would do? Sure. So it it, it will uh, uh, limit the terms of the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, auditor, treasurer, to two terms. Uh, but th- there's no lifetime ban, so it's consecutive terms if they 
wish to run again and uh, four years to span, they could do that. Uh, in terms of the legislature, it limits uh, House members to no more than six terms, which would be 12 years. State senators no more than uh, three terms, which would be 12 years. But again, no lifetime ban, so they must step out if they if they want to serve longer than that, and then they have the opportunity to come back in. We, we feel like there's a whole set of reforms that is necessary for bringing government back to people. And term limits is one of those, and others campaign finance uh, reforms. Uh, we think there needs to be an, an initiative on initiatives uh, because the whole initiative process has been made increasingly difficult by the legislature because they don't want to be second-guessed. Yeah, you were preceded by, by Senator, former Senator Urquhart, who was talking precisely about that. I mean, he, he's doing yes. something along those lines. Yes, that's right. We, we think those are, you know, those are examples of things that are necessary. Another would be open primary elections but but we're starting uh, with term limits uh because we this actually was in place in utah for nine years uh the legislature preempted an initiative by passing their own uh, term limits and making them in effect 12 years hence uh nobody was actually affected because nine years after that they repealed them uh, in the dead of night uh on the last day of the session So when someone's term's uh, running out the term limit is repealed just in time yeah, what, what, how about that? So we, we, we know that voters support this. I mean, uh, there was just a poll by Utah Policy just a couple of weeks ago that showed that 75% of Utah voters support term limits for both the legislature and, uh, and the governor. Uh, uh, so we believe this is something that Utahns want. Uh, they want reform. They want a government that, that uh, is more responsive to them. And we think this is the first step in that direction. So this is the first step of many reforms that the United Utah Party is backing. We, we hope, yeah. I mean, we'd like to accomplish these in, in uh, the legislature, but the legislature has not been uh, willing to do this sort of thing, so we have to go through the initiative process. Richard, do you believe that it's a, uh, a kind of a ideology that father knows best, so to speak, up on Capitol Hill? And that really we can't let these outsiders start to change things and be too progressive too quickly. It's been done this way, and and we uh, I, I often say it's the ultimate control. And uh, sometimes, uh, many times, I didn't get invited to those closed doors, but that's the way it's kind of starting to feel. And Jim and I have been talking about some of the propositions that had overwhelming signatures and then just became nothing. Yeah, I mean to to expect an initiative process uh, to to get one hundred and fifteen thousand signatures before it can be placed on the ballot for the voters to decide is just outrageous. I mean, they're, they've made this as difficult as they possibly can. That's just the the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there are so many other little things about the way this is operated that that they have instituted quickly in the past year to make it more onerous for someone to be able to uh, go over their heads to the public. And this is not 115,000 signatures to get the law changed. It's 115,000 to to be able to to get on the ballot so the voters can decide whether they want to change the the law. So it it is clearly intended to stop the voters from being able to decide things that the legislature thinks Oh, they shouldn't have that power. They're, you know, we don't want them second guessing us. So, and we saw this last year with the Medicaid expansion, with medical marijuana, 
with redistricting and all each case, the legislature, had, and, and in its infinite wisdom, had decided not to do these things. And the voters wanted them, and they they showed that they wanted them. Well, no, that's exactly right. And, you know, you look at this and, you know, when I was running with the United Utah Party, and I'm sure you and you've encountered this as the chair of the United Utah Party since its inception. There are so many people that want to point to us and say, okay, well, you're just Republican light or you're just Democrat light and all this kind of thing. And issues like term limits specifically. Uh, cross over party lines. As, as you pointed out, the polling shows that roughly three-quarters of the voters want to see term limits. And all of these kinds of governmental reforms that the United Utah Party has been pushing, they're not ideological. They're not Republican or Democrat, right or left. They have a broad consensus across all ideologies and all political positions. And so it's very frustrating that the partisans are trying to defend the status quo but I think what the UUP is doing here in pushing this initiative is a great first step. But I, I think you're right. It's, it's the first of steps that are many other steps down the road. What do you think is the next step? Well, uh, clearly it will depend on you know, how well we do with this. But I think uh, another one is campaign finance reform. Uh, we we want to take uh, out the possibility for someone like we just saw a couple of weeks ago where Gary Herbert gives Spencer Cox $50,000. Right. Um, no, nobody should be able to give a, a candidate for office that amount of money. That's just, uh, that's really outrageous. Um, you know, we don't know what kind of, what that means. Does that mean that Spencer Cox is more inclined to do Gary Herbert's bidding if he wins the election? And you know, Gary Herbert is just one example. It's, uh, there are others who have given large amounts to Gary Herbert, actually, right. and to other candidates in the past. Um, it, it, it just doesn't smell right when you have the possibility of a single donor, a, a large donor, or, or a corporation or an interest group giving huge amounts of money to people. Um, what, what, are they, what are they getting for that? Not likely just good government. Good question. They want something in return. Oh, yeah. your, mic, your mic is off there, Scott. But Richard, we've got to go. As but we uh, wrap up real quick, I just want to say one thing. You, my friend, have done more for reform and for transformation of politics on behalf of the citizen than anyone else. Richard Davis, the father of the Utah Debate Commission that now is going nationwide and the leader of the UPP. Very cool. Just one quickly, we got a text. Two UUP people on the air today. All my dreams are coming true. <laughs> Unky Ben. So there we go. Thank you, Richard. I thought, I thought there were... I thought there were three. Oh, well, we haven't convinced Scott yet, but we're, I'm working on it. During the commercial breaks, I, I'll, I'll get it done this, this break. So and we'll give back, you this. Go Cougars, best game I've ever seen. Oh, very Go fun. Cougars, great victory. We'll be back. We'll be talking about a national issue, the growing national debt.